newsflash. No doctor is going to tell you ever to stop doing yoga. Here's why. I noticed something last year. I had been really sick and it was a long recovery and through it all, major health crisis, right? Huge, I was in danger. Uh, but no doctor through the whole thing ever told me to stop doing yoga. To me, I would love to know the exact reason why doctors love yoga. I think they see it as exercise, first of all. Uh, and I may be wrong about this, but I, as I've said before, yoga is not exercise. But the number one reason why doctors told me to do yoga was because it reduces stress. So this is interesting that your doctor actually wants you to do yoga. I know this for certain. Uh, Western lifestyles, they are full of stress. We've got poor sleep, bad food, horrible lifestyle, a lot of time sitting, a lot of time sitting in cars. What does all this lead to in our lives? Inflammation. So when I was at my sickest last year, I had one of my doctors specifically tell me that one of my problems had to do with inflammation and I needed to reduce that inflammation and therefore I could not experience any stress at all. So he goes, keep doing yoga. Yoga is great for reduction of stress. Okay. So what helps decrease inflammation, you know, aside from let's not eat crap food and let's try to get better sleep doing yoga. And I'm talking actually specifically about your on the mat yoga here, but also there is yoga for your mind, which is probably just as maybe even more important as what you do when you're doing yoga postures on the mat. So unlike, I don't know, exercise or working out at a gym, yoga scratches your mental itch as well. Now I will argue that doing physical exercise at a gym is going to be another thing that is going to reduce your inflammation. So let's keep that in mind, like both complement one another. Now yoga also gives you a life path to follow that's laid out by the just ancient people who discover this. It makes a lot of sense though for modern life. There's a reason why this has been around for thousands of years. And who can be mad at the other seven limbs of yoga, besides, of course, the physical postures that most people in the West talk about, learn and teach and experience. You know, those other limbs of yoga, they're about ethics, breath work, and all the other life lessons that are going to lead you ultimately to enlightenment through your yoga practice. Yoga, obviously, I will be the poster child for this. Yoga can get you through some rough times. So with yoga providing a healthier path to living overall, it's going to be beneficial to you through times of high stress, which are inevitable in life, right? Since I started practicing yoga a long time ago, we'll just say, uh, yoga has gotten me through college, grief, a cross-country move, and now a major illness. The best part of this, yoga is adaptable, which brings me to the main point here is that, yes, you can practice yoga through every season of your life. If you are disabled, whether temporarily or permanently, you could try chair yoga or other modified forms of yoga. 
If you're pregnant, there's prenatal yoga, right? Think about it. In times of high stress, you can turn to a practice of yoga nidra, which is uh, means yogic sleep, okay? There's also something like yin yoga, will, which will stretch your tight fascia and also help relax you. If you are really stressed, try yin yoga. Try yoga nidra. No matter what season of life you're in, you can always turn to yoga to ease the way and make life just a little bit more peaceful because if nothing else, you tap out of your day. You disconnect from whatever you're doing that's stressing out and you make time for you and you get on your mat. And even if you only do 10, 20, 30 minutes, even if you only do yin yoga, you don't have to sweat to get the benefits of yoga. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. You don't have to sweat to get the benefits of yoga. When we're looking at yoga as something that is holistic, that will overall reduce your stress. Yes, take that time for you every day. Side story here before I close off the Fearless Five for today. When I first started kind of doing my own thing in 2014, I had become a Reiki master. And so I decided to open a Reiki business. I did not know what to call it. I did not have a firm idea about that, but I was getting clients. And so it's kind of funny now um, that I started a business without really a name, but I started it and I began to notice immediately my clientele coming to me were women. And every single woman shared the same concern. Now this is 2014, remember? This is before everything was a buzzword. Self-care wasn't a buzzword. Mental health wasn't a buzzword. Dealing with anxiety or burnout or PTSD, et cetera, et cetera. None of this was talked about yet. And every woman coming to me was saying like, oh gosh, I just, I don't know if I can take the time out. I don't know. I have so many applications. They were really torn about setting an appointment with me, even to get a 30 minute Reiki session. They were so torn about whether they could afford the time and make the space for that self care. So self care, not being quite the buzzword yet. Um, I decided to center the business around that. And so what I was hearing from women is I don't deserve to take this time out for myself. I don't, I don't, I don't deserve to take a break and come see Heather and come get Reiki. Like, I don't, I don't deserve this relaxation because Reiki's relaxing as hell. And (laughs) We'll explain Reiki in another video. Uh, Reiki is a Japanese hands-on energy healing technique. So it's, it's, it's like a laying on of hands anyway. So I, I decided therefore to, because I saw this, like, I'm not worthy of taking time for self-care. I saw such a huge response from women about that, that I named the business. You deserve Reiki. So it's still out there. There's like an internet tomb of You Deserve Reiki stuff like on WordPress and Facebook. But anyway, so that was the name of the business, You Deserve Reiki, which evolved into um, me becoming a coach and starting destinyarchitecture.com and now.net. And that's a whole other story. But my mission started out as showing you that you deserve it, that you deserve to take time out for self-care. Like I, again, like... 
self-care was not yet talked about. It was still taboo. It was still not a buzzword. It was not trendy like it is now. It's like we toss it around like nothing now. But back then, I had to initiate conversations with people about self-care and about deserving to take time out and prioritize self-care. And that was only 2014. So look how far we've come in just eight years. I think that's huge. So if you're taking the time out of your day to watch this video and listen to the Fearless Five podcast or watch the videos of it, thank you. You are on the right track so that you can take proper care of yourself and treat yourself with the utmost respect as you, you very much should and could, uh, treat yourself as an absolute, you know, member of royalty, a queen, a king, whatever. Uh, you remember you do deserve this time. You do deserve to reduce your stress. You know, when we frame it this way, um, you deserve to have doctors that encourage yoga and holistic healing as well. So just, I'm just throwing that out there little personal story. There's probably a couple personal stories in the, in the fearless vibe podcast today. So thank you for listening. Get the show notes online and check us out destinyarchitecture.com or dot networks as well.